Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one Star Wars minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Scott Carell. I'm Nick Amenez in the news. I'm Alex I'm... Robinson. Oh, sorry. I was going to jump in there and first... beat you to it. You were first last time. <laughs> I know. I'm Pete the Retailer. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. When, when I pitched you guys the show... Uh, Alex said, uh, yeah, you can do it as long as we can come on this minute. So <laughs> I never imagined are. that you would actually follow get up to minute 62. We've had a lot of people threatening to do minute shows over the years, but you guys actually got all the way up to 62. So congrats on that. Yeah. It's called yeah. our Nothing bluff. Documented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it for a while, but I didn't want to ask you guys until I knew for sure that I would be able, we would be able to pull it off. So, um, there we go. Good uh, job. That's become our new kind of rule when, you know, people ask, of course, you know, nobody has to ask us anything, but people do ask, <laughs> you know, luckily people do ask us for permission to do the minute format on, on their favorite thing. And, and what now what we say is, all right, yeah, absolutely. Just give us a, you know, an occasional shout out. And you, if you start, you have to finish. Cause that's, yeah. that's the whole, like, we don't want a whole bunch of kind of, you know, half finished done. Yeah, yeah, just kind of lingering. Uh, you know, we we got about you know twenty three minutes in, and then we got tired. And so, yeah, con- congrats, more more power to you guys. You, you're you're over an hour in. We're doing great. Thanks. Uh, we we I mean you know we're we're excited to keep going past this movie. So, but for now, let's talk about minute sixty three, which begins with the McFly household at night, and. Uh, ends with uh, a disheveled George finding Marty at a gas station. Uh, so, so before we get to the to the main meat of this minute, <laughs> um, I want to talk about the fact that the McFly household just has McFlies carved into the column of the house. <laughs> oh God! Just so many questions about yeah. this family. Yeah. Well. Okay. There's been a an ongoing joke uh, now joke on the show um, about the idea that because we never meet George's parents, we're convinced that George has murdered them mm. uh, and just just pulled a full Norman Bates. And he actually lives alone in this house, um, but uh, actually like talks to his parents or or what have you. And that's why he's so strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because it's really weird that we get to meet every member of the Baines family, but we don't meet anyone from the McFly family other than George. Someone right. must have called him a chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His parents call him a chicken, and uh, you know, right. he just, he just called they're, upon they're the rats, and the rest just kind of happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, George, George's parents are Arthur and Sylvia McFly. Were um, were Arthur and Sylvia? Were right, exactly. Those are they totally were Arthur like and cobblepot Sylvia. names. You know what I mean? Like I when I when I picture George's parents, I legit picture Paul Rubens and um, the actress at the beginning of Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Arthur and Sylvia. I don't know if they had had a name uh, prior to Back to the Future the game, but that's where they came from. Hmm. Uh, the Telltale game series. That takes place in 1931, um, written by Bob Gale. It's canon. Um, yeah, it's canon. It's on a legend, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we don't have to preface this by saying legend has it. Um, 
Must be nice. But uh, legend has it these these friendly <laughs> Ewoks. <laughs> well, uh, you guys yeah. have to deal with you know alternate timelines, so I'm not I'm not envious that's, of that. that. That's very true. So Arthur McFly, uh, Arthur McFly. For those of you who didn't play uh, the game and are curious about this guy, uh, he was uh, he he was in World War One, um, and then uh, when he came back home, it was you know during the Prohibition, and he started working for Kid Tannen. The uh, the the organized crime boss in Hill Valley, mm. uh, <laughs> helping him, you know, produce illegal alcohol, uh, and he ended up falling in love with a singer um, named Trixie Trotter, uh, nice. whose real name was uh, Sylvia, and ended they ended up uh, getting married and uh, having George. Huh. Hmm. So, so he's the son uh, of like a, a bootlegger and a and a showgirl. Yeah, that doesn't that seem. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe they're out all the time. That's why he's so weird. But yeah, so that's uh, that's Arthur and uh, Sylvia McFly. May they rest in peace. <laughs> I like the fact that the McFlys and the Tannins are forever doomed to be like fighting each other, no matter how long, how much time goes by. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's funny because. Um, the McFlys obviously uh, are from Ireland, and there's actually an episode of the uh, Back to the Future animated series, which you know what the that that shows connection to continuity is uh, tentative at best. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, there is an episode where they meet uh, McFlys, two two McFlys from the uh, uh, far past, like the 1300s, and. Uh, they are still fighting a tannin. <laughs> wow! In back in Ireland in the 1300s. <laughs> so I think they're just uh, two opposing forces of nature. Really, it's like Lost or Babylon Five or something. Where there's you know there's bigger things yeah. at work that are just manifesting through these two. Yeah, isn't that a isn't that like a isn't there like a Hawkman Hawk Girl villain that also like continue because their whole thing is right like they they die and come back and oh, die and come yeah, back. yeah they're like reincarnated re- don't they have a reincarnated villain too i think yeah so. the shadow thief yeah. i think is that right yeah that sounds yeah. like it could be yeah going back so, to like ancient egypt and stuff and even before then right yeah right exactly so so biff's the shadow thief there you go <laughs> that's what's going on <laughs> i like that it's uh, uh it's one two three on the clock yeah, one twenty-three is. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm sure that's just. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. If it's if it speaks to anything within the movie, or if it's just uh, set design being fun. But yeah, of course, any time I see a clock, I like to see what time it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that too. Uh, and like I, in real I, life, or like in movies. No, no, in movies. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, yeah, I always like to check. I look at the clock. <laughs> yeah. I always like to check the clock for. I don't know if I'm checking for continuity or what I'm doing, yeah. but um, uh, Edward Van Halen is the. Yes, I had a lot of questions about about that. Um, well, I know at the time uh, he had or the Zemeckis had asked Van Halen if they could use one of their songs. Uh, for this piece, and Van Halen said no. They turned them down, uh, presumably because like they didn't want to associate themselves with a movie that featured uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Ooh, but snap, yeah. 
But uh, but what happened was uh, the band said no. Uh, but then Eddie Van Halen went behind their back and said, no, I'll totally do it. It's fine. <laughs> and what would be and the so first he... and only record of Eddie Van Halen going against the good wishes of the band? Yeah. Right. So, so he, uh, he, he wrote, he did write and perform the riff that is played, but it is not a Van Halen song. It's just something he went into a studio for like five minutes and whipped up. Well, it does say, Edward, it does say Edward Van Halen. So it's clearly right. a solo project. Wait. Right. Exactly. So, Okay. So that is a tape that says in kind of handwritten letters, Edward Van Halen, right? Uh-huh. Let's rewind all the way back to minute, I want to say like five, maybe seven, um, where uh, Lorraine, where Jennifer is walking Marty home mm-hmm. after his unsuccessful battle of the band audition. Right. Um, Jennifer remarks upon hearing, quote, Marty's tapes about how they're good, Marty. You're real good. I, I, I don't think we're outside of the realm of possibility that maybe, just maybe, Marty may be secretly working on music with Edward Van Halen, and this is like, mm. uh, like raw, like you know, like raw audio of just riffs that he had been writing. That Marty had been writing, or that Edward Van Halen had been <laughs> Yeah, wait, no, that's even better. That he's like, <laughs> that's Marty playing, and he was going to send the tape to Edward Van Halen. Well, yeah, later on we know that he does that kind of thing, and since it works there, maybe he'll do it again and be like, oh, you know what, yeah. I brought, you know, just basic rock and roll back, now let me bring, you know, kind of the music this, of the time. Yeah, this is him trying to sound like other, he has like a Huey Lewis tape, Maybe he right. has like a Phil Collins tape. Right. Everybody had a Phil Collins tape. So. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Business casual. Uh, so I, 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 I love George's silent screaming. Um, yeah, it's yeah. so tortured. It's so tortured. He's just... Oh, man. That's rough. Uh, I, I, I guess... I guess if you had never heard any sort of music like that before, although you think later on George would recognize it. Maybe, uh, yeah, like maybe they'll be driving like twenty years from now and hear this riff, and he just he'll just completely like Brando and Apocalypse Now, you know. Well, no, I just okay. meant I just meant when when uh, Marty is like riffing on stage later at the dance. He's like, "You're an alien." Yeah, yeah. Time. Like you would put things together, or maybe he does, and he's just like, well, whatever. I got Lorraine now, so. It's, I, I, yeah. I I I often think about uh, speaking of future George, like what would happen when he's like sitting down and and like watching an episode of Star Trek, and hears like I'm Spock from the planet Vulcan, or 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 sees like you know like will he have like weird like abduction memories of like that. well that's my that's my uh that that's my question uh to to you guys because uh, i i don't i don't alex i don't know how you particularly feel about star trek i know pete's a fan of both star trek and star wars so i'm just wondering if this is a case of like you know if this is like a real peanut butter cup of a of a of a of a reference or, or is this like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that you means. Know. A real peanut butter cup of a reference. You know, you got the chocolate, my peanut butter, you got the peanut butter, my chocolate. Oh, we thought, that. we thought you just turned into like an Agatha Christie detective. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's a real peanut butter cup of a problem we have here. <laughs> uh, I like Star Trek. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about this mix mash of, of, of things? Um, I think it's, uh, I, I'm fine with it. I, I think it's, it's really illustrates how, uh, you know, it demonstrates that Marty is not a nerd. So he just mm-hmm. took what casual people would, uh, would know about science fiction, uh, uh from the eighties. I think it's interesting that Darth Vader comes up cause this is sort of the, what we call the dark time where star Wars, you know, post Jedi pre special editions where star Wars was kind of, uh, entering a sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, hibernation. Well, in although then, yeah, I mean, it does going back to kind of what you were saying. I, I had, I have questions about the timeline now because, you know, we've established that this is a, instead of a, you know, divergent realities, time travel hypothesis, it's a, it's a, you know, single thread. I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this will affect the timeline and we know that, you know, given what happens later, George does become a, a science fiction author. So does his book include references to Darth Vader and the planet yeah. Vulcan? And, and does do they that accuse then him change? Then, like, hey, you stole this from Gene Roddenberry. And he was like, bitch, nah. Like, Gene Roddenberry <laughs> stole this from the those dreams that I had when I was in high school. Yeah. Well, maybe he got it. You know, it depends on when he first got published. Maybe he, you know, ran a short story featuring that Let's early see. on. What was Gene Roddenberry doing in 1955? I'm going to look this up. Well, uh, while you're doing that, I have an answer to your to your uh, query. Okay, good. Um, cool. Query. I've, I've looked. I've looked this up. I remember about a cup of a, of a query. <laughs> I've looked this up. Yeah, I'm turning into a different person. I don't know what's going on. Um, so his book, uh, a match. Uh, it's uh, uh, a match made in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the name of Jordan McFly's book. Sure. He's published in 1985 because he's getting a box of the first printing right. uh, at the end of the movie. And the book, because it was came out in 1985, which is post-Star Trek uh, and Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, he the, all of the names are changed. So the, uh, the, the Marty McFly character is named Garth DeVade from the planet Colvin. Huh. Colvin. Col Van, so it's like it's Vulcan with the C and the V switched, uh, and Garth Devade. Gar- Garth Devade. Yeah. Interesting. Now, so I, I don't get. Was this? I don't get it. Was this McFly's way of disguising it, or what's the uh, why the name change? Well, because because Star Wars because uh, Star Wars and and Star Trek happened, so he couldn't use the original names. But but I mean like, so you're saying he wrote the novel? So yeah, but when he saw Star Wars, did he be like, "Hey, that's the same name"? That seems weird. That I think that even that he would remember. Well, what's supposed to happen in this scene? McFly says, you know, Marty says, uh, "I'm from the you know planet Vulcan," and then he says, "Like you have to ask out." They cut away before well, okay, we get to the so, meat of what the like. Does does Marty just then walk out of well, the room like a regular person, and George so, doesn't follow him or like follow? <laughs> so originally, or originally, what happened was the scene was way longer. Yeah, um, it was longer shot, and so they deleted like half of the scene, uh, and it was also even longer than that in the in the fourth draft screenplay. So, if you look at the deleted scenes, there's a scene in which. Marty turns on the hair dryer. I was hoping that uh, was going to come into play in the yeah. Version. He turns on the hair dryer and tells George he's going to melt his brain if he doesn't ask out Lorraine. And then when George agrees, he chloroforms George. Wow. 
chloroforms George and then climbs out the window uh, where Doc is waiting in Doc's car. Okay. So 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 Doc drove him there. In the uh, in the even further uh, uh, scene in the screenplay, um, after. He uh, after George after he introduces himself as as, uh, Darth Vader, uh, George says, uh, this must be a dream. And then Marty says, uh, this is no dream. You are having a close encounter of the third kind. You have reached the outer limits of the Twilight Zone. Oh, boy. And then uh, then Marty's digital watch alarm goes off and he treats it like a communicator and says, silence, I am receiving a transmission from the Battlestar Galactica. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. So it's obviously good that they cut all that stuff out because it's way too like heavy handed and. Right. Right. And you don't need the additional stuff at the end of the scene because you kind of get the gist of it in the following minute. You know, when George recounts everything that happened. Yeah. Um, but I do like the chloroforming thing because it's <laughs> it's insane. And it also explains why uh, George sleeps in. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, that is That's true. why he oversleeps. Ah. Yeah, because yeah, he got chloroformed by his son. And presumably <laughs> that the, he got the, you know, Marty got the chloroform from Doc. He was the type of thing that right. he would have. You know. Which okay. just again, George, you know, question upon question. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, additional note about George's book. Uh, Lorraine's character in the book was named Rylene huh. or Raylene, and she was from Chicago. And George's name was Roger and was from Kansas. Hmm. Uh, and it says he was young, ordinary, and an incident at age 14 had caused him to shun the opposite sex. Ooh. Weird to say wait, what Where are you getting all this was? from? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's from the back of the book. Oh, yeah. The novelization because uh, they, they actually published the book. Wait, what book? The book that, that George McFly that George wrote. wrote. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they actually published the book. Wait, really? Yeah. In, in, so, in our reality? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So are they impl- so that is the is the incident that I mean, maybe I'm being obtuse here is the incident that they're talking about the. What's the inc- him killing his parents? What is oh, yeah, the incident that makes him shun the opposite sex? I don't know. It doesn't say. Why? I guess what? I'd have to read. This is when book. he murdered his parents. Why would they mention that on the back of an author's book that an incident happened to him at the age of fourteen? That anyway, I don't know. Wait, so it also the- says that on Col on the planet Colvan, love is unknown. Hmm. hmm. Wait. Yeah. So. So was this published like Bad Twin, like like a few months after the movie? I'm not sure when it was published, but it exists. It's like on Amazon and everything. Oh. Um, and the this back pamphlet is uh, like the the back of the book is in the uh, Back to the Future Ultimate Visual History, um, which you own. Yeah, which I own. Is so. so is it canonical? The the this book, yeah. So it hmm. is considered okay. It's considered the book that George wrote. All right, that's in the movie. Yeah, although I can't imagine it's as long as the one that's in the movie because it's—I mean—it's like a brick um, when he pulls it out of the box. Well, he probably it's got huge. probably got edited. He's, According he's to Amazon, book. the book is one hundred and fifty pages in length. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> uh, I remember I, I'm a I, uh, I'm a big Kurt Vonnegut fan, and uh, 
they uh, do you guys are you guys familiar with Kurt Vonnegut's uh, work? Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Well, they released a a novel that was supposedly by Kilgore Trout. Oh. In, in bookstores like called Venus on the Half Shell and uh, it was actually written by the science fiction author uh, Philippe Jose Farmer is that a guy? yeah I think it's just Philip oh, PJF PJF uh, yeah so uh, but he actually wrote the book but uh, Kurt Vonnegut regretted that they had done that <laughs> so yeah. uh, it sounds I, like I it's a kind of a similar similar uh, you know, conceit with this yeah. uh, McFly. The thing that always reminds me of that, whenever that happens, is uh, Ed, in between Lost, like second and third season, um, they released a book called Bad Twin that was supposedly written by um, the guy that gets sucked into the air turbine in the pilot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is during the age where literally any time that a book or, or record was shown on Lost, I would, like, go and research it because I thought it would, like, lead to clues to the mystery. Oh, sucker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know that, uh, that they were just as lost as I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You ever figure out what happened with that polar bear? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, okay. That was explained. Um, oh, okay. What, uh, what is the, I've always wondered this cause I don't, I don't know it offhand, but the, the thing when he says I am Darth Vader and like kind of bumps his chest, is that something, is that something from a sci-fi something like that greeting? Uh, hmm. if it is, it's it not looks very familiar to me. I mean, cause like every, I mean, like what do they do in galaxy quest? You know, didn't they? Yeah. It might just be the galaxy quest thing that I'm thinking of. Right. Maybe it's from like, uh. Uh, you know, like yeah, like the last Starfighter or something that people have totally forgotten about. No offense, well, hey, no right. offense well, to all the yeah. last Starfighter fans. First of all, people have not <laughs> hey, forgotten right the here. last Starfighter. <laughs> Second of all, uh, it, it's a little bit like the uh, the greeting from Mirror Universe, uh, Star Trek, where the, oh. the kind of more fascistic kind of you know they have right. See, I don't like that. You don't like Mirror Universe? No, I don't like the fact that Marty McFly, who's confusing Vulcan with Darth Vader, would now suddenly be busting out stuff in the Mirror Universe. It doesn't well, seem. No, I don't consistent. think it's intentional. I think it's just like, oh, he. Right. You know, yeah. He just did something. Or that's the one episode that he saw, and so he thinks that's what Star Trek is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody has goatees and does that and thing. Chest yeah. bumps. Yeah, chest bumps. <laughs> famous for their chest bumps I, I i love that it's he missed school completely <laughs> and for a nerd school too com- that's that's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he missed school completely but he you yeah, know it's like unimportant to him he, he's got this purpose right well he was and he just he just like he just burst awake threw on clothes and ran like screaming out the door <laughs> uh, to try and find marty i i want to know how long he's been running around town looking for marty because <laughs> he just randomly finds him at a gas station so uh Which, yeah well don't forget he's been, been he's been chloroformed too so that would have right that would right. Uh, affect his uh ability to get dressed yeah exactly yeah <laughs> give per- permanent brain damage <laughs> totally worth um it. I uh, I wanted to before we get away from it i wanted to point out the uh the fall 1954 issue of uh Fantastic Story magazine. Oh yeah, um, which again is a real thing. Um, oh, does wow! I thought for sure that was just a prop thing. No, so that's a real that that was the actual issue for the fall nineteen fifty four because it was like a quarterly, I guess, at that point. So it's a fall fifty four right. issue. So it's 
it's one that I'm sure he's read a couple of times if this is 55. It's his favorite. Uh, I like, or he got it on discount. I like how they right. really have to underline it like, by having like a piles of magazines and things. Are, like He's totally surrounded by like things that say nerd, nerd. You know, <laughs> yeah. like There's nothing there that does not convey the fact that he's a nerd. <laughs> like you have to expect like an inhaler to be like dangling from his hand mm-hmm. and like a pocket protector yeah i'm really surprised right. he left the house without his pocket protector but uh yeah <laughs> or a slide rule i think at that point right yeah that's true like an exaggerated earlier. like head head like headgear that he wears to sleep yeah <laughs> that's all my notes that's uh, uh conveyed everything i had to say about it yeah yeah right what one two three that was the one, two, my three. first note, and that'll be my the one, last two, thing that I say on this one. All right. Well, uh, that'll uh, that'll wrap up this minute. You guys going to come back tomorrow? I'll be here. Sure. All right. Why not? Uh, in the meantime, you guys can go uh, check out the website, backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, go there and uh, leave comments and whatnot. You can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter and on Tumblr, like us on Facebook, leave us reviews on iTunes because that really helps out the show, helps people find us, um, helps us uh, go up in the uh, iTunes uh, ratings. I don't know how iTunes ratings work, but I know that reviews have something to do with it. Um, Nobody really does. Yeah. Yeah. Only iTunes. And even then, even then, I question it. Uh, Only Marin check out. Yeah, <laughs> and check out our other podcast, uh, Not Writing, the one that Nick and I do that is just like kind of just whatever about writing. we want to talk about. Nope. Well, it's, I talk about not – yeah, it's, it's when what we do when we're not writing. Oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we, we've got uh, – I think I think in the next week or two we're going to be talking about – we're going to be counting down our top ten movies of 2015. What are some of your favorite movies of the year, guys? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you need to do that on this site. That'd be more for the other podcast. Sure. Save um, it. <laughs> save it. Yeah. We're so focused uh, on the past all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Doctor's Companion, which is uh, our Doctor Who podcast. Um, we should be uh, coming out with the Christmas special this week or next week, uh, our coverage of the Christmas special. And then starting in, uh, I, I assume, sometime in January, maybe late January. Um, we start, uh, we start doing, a uh, going back and looking at the, the classic series, one doctor at a time. Um, and, uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be a fun time, especially since, uh, I've seen it all. Cassandra's seen it all, but Nick has seen none of it. Hmm. Um, okay. You've seen all the old stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> pretty big fans, pretty big fans. Uh, but Nick hasn't seen any of the classic stuff, so he's uh, oh, you're in for this will treats. be his first time. He's seen all the new stuff, but none of the classic stuff. Right. So this it'll be it'll be a really fun dynamic. Yeah, um, well, it'll be weird. Yeah. It'll be like a suspension bridge. You'll have high points and then kind of some moments to string between. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to be uh, starting that in uh, I think I think probably mid to late Janu- January, um, and then uh, Geek by Night. Our audio drama that we're doing uh, about uh, friends who run a comic book store and get superpowers um, and uh, what they do with those superpowers, which does not include them being superheroes. Um, so uh, that that premieres on January 6th. And uh, make sure that you guys check out Star Wars Minute and Goodfellas Minute. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.